Music and silence share an important connection and similarity, and they're both in opposition to diabolical noise. That's what we're talking about today on Elevate Ordinary. See you in a moment. Ordinary. I'm your host, John Mark Grodi. I'm Teresa Grodi. And we're back with another conversation about the ordinary pursuit of truth, goodness, and beauty. Thanks again for joining us uh, for this conversation. Today we're talking about noise primarily and its opposites, um, two in particular, music and silence. And we'll tell you in a moment how those all three fit together and what the context is for this discussion. But I want to remind you again to go to awakencatholic.org slash donate to become part of the Awaken Nation. Join this mission of sharing truth through beautiful media. Become our, our partner in this. And while you're at it, go download the uh, Awaken app at theawakenapp.io, where you can become part of the community. You can follow the shows, and of course, you can get some special stuff if you're part of the Awaken Nation. Hey, we'd love to see you over there. We'd love to connect. So with all that said, also, um, be sure to check out our sponsor, which is coming up right now. Have you ever dreamed of visiting Paris in the fall? Seeing the beautiful Eiffel Tower lit up by a sunset. Visiting and venerating holy locations of the Sister Saints of France in Lisieux, Paris, Lourdes, and more. This fall 2021, join select international tours with Claire Swinarski from The Catholic Feminist, author and speaker Catherine Whitaker, and our amazing hosts Morgan Holliger and Megan Burwell from Awaken's show Naked Without Shame on a one in a lifetime send river cruise pilgrimage join our friends at select international tours and cruises with over 34 years of experience they are the perfect company to help you experience pilgrimage to learn more visit selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken bon voyage megan burwell is a college friend of ours yeah and I'm like super excited she's going to go on a pilgrimage. Oh my gosh. Super excited. That's <laughs> For you, so Megan. Cool. So cool. Yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, and thanks, Select. So so today we're going to talk about noise. Yes. And to drive this point home, we're going to be real we quiet for a moment. <laughs> to the studio all five of our children. If you listen real closely. If you listen closely, you can hear them. Of stomping I don't think our kids have ever pitter pattered. No, it's stomping. No, it's it's, it's funny to me that you stomping. said pitter pitter patter because it sounds like boom 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 I boom. They were being ironic <laughs> when they first made up that phrase. I wonder if it was like, hey, yeah, the pitter patter little V. <laughs> hey, noise. I want to talk to you about noise today, babe. Um, and I'm pro, honey. And I've been, I've been, I've had C.S. Lewis just on my mind lately. All my topics seem to be coming from him. Um, I want to read a quote from one of my favorite books from C.S. Lewis, uh, Screw Dave Letters. Okay, and I'm going to put on my screw tape letters voice. So this is a little treat for you guys here today. Well, why why are you putting on a screw tape letters voice? Because I'm reading from screw tape letters. Okay, so screw tape letters. If you're not familiar with the book, is a book of letters from a senior level demon to a lower level demon about how to tempt this dude. Right. Okay, it's a really phenomenal book. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's a phenomenal book. Um, it's it, there's, there's so much insight Lewis has into human psychology and our mm-hmm. spiritual life and how those all fit together. When you read the book, you're, you're constantly saying to yourself, that that's me. That's happened to me. Like yeah. he's, he's, he sees in my head how I'm tempted and how I, I struggle mm-hmm. with what I need to do. If it's you amazing. want a great book yeah. for an introductory Catholic 
book group. Like if you're going to put oh, together a, great discussion a book group book. Oh, yeah. for like short chapters, it works really well for young adults yeah. and for men's groups. Mm-hmm. Um, just read it out loud because the chapters are so short yeah. and it's hilarious. Yes. Um, and so it's worked really well in the instances that we've chosen it as like the oh, yeah. thing we're going to read aloud at yeah. group before we start drinking beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many, so many good things in it. This bit of this chapter comes later on in the book and it's after the subject the, the guy they've been trying to tempt. The patient. He, right? yeah, the patient, right? He's he's become a Christian, and now he's met this Christian girl, and he's gone and met her Christian family and visited her Christian, her, just her lovely household. And Screwtape is upset about all this. And I'm going to give you the context here because he makes a comment in this passage that I wanted to riff on today. So let me read it. Okay. He writes, Then, of course, he gets to know this woman's family and whole circle. Could you not see that the very house she lives in is one that he ought never to have entered? The whole place reeks of that deadly odor. The very gardener, though he has only been there five years, is beginning to acquire it. Even guests, after a weekend visit, carry some of the smell away with them. The dog and the cat are tainted with it, and a house full of the impenetrable mystery. We are certain, it is a matter of first principles, that each member of the family must in some way be making capital out of the others, but we can't find out how. They guard as jealously as the enemy himself the secret of what really lies behind this pretense of disinterested love. The whole house and garden is one vast obscenity. It bears a sickening resemblance to that description one human writer made of heaven. The regions where there is only life, and therefore all that is not music, is silence. Now, I'm not actually sure who... uh, uh, Uncle Screwtape was referencing there in that little bit, but I love that line and I wanted to reflect on it a bit today. And Teresa's got some questions well, and potential objections, which we'll get to. What do you want to say, babe? Yeah. Well, when you first read that to me today, I was like, I was gazing dreamily. Like, yes, a house full of life. And then he put in there silence. <laughs> and when I think of a house full of life and cat and dog and garden or whatever, silence is yeah. not what comes to mind. Right. So. You know, there is, there is a little bit of a paradox, and we're going to explore it a bit today. But let me reread slowly just that little bit. And again, I don't, I don't know which writer Screwtape is referencing here, but um, the regions where there is only life and therefore all that is not music is silence. So there's a few things we want to explore here. Number one, what is the connection between music and silence and life? <laughs> And how to how are those two both um, opposed in a similar way in a in a connected way to their opposite, which is noise? And I'm going to read just a little bit further here because you'll see what I mean. Screw tape continues. Music and silence. How I detest them both. How thankful we should be that ever since our father, the devil, entered hell, though longer ago than humans reckoning in light years could express, no square inch of infernal space and no moment of infernal time has been surrendered to either of those abominable forces. But all has been occupied by noise, noise, the grand dynamism, the audible expression of all that is exultant, ruthless, and virile, noise which alone defends us from silly qualms, despairing scruples, and impossible desires. We will make the whole universe a noise in the end. We have already made great strides in this direction as regards the earth. The melodies and silences of heaven will be shouted down in the end. But I admit we are not yet loud enough or anything like it. Research is still in progress. Hmm. So we're going to look at, we're going to, as Lewis does, we're going to look at this diabolical insight and, and see what we can get out of it. Screwtape pits a life and music and silence 
on the one hand mm-hmm. versus noise. Um, and I want to start with noise here. I mean, uh, we, we live in a, a very noisy world. In some sense, our culture is addicted to noise. We're addicted to anything that keeps us away from the silence. And I think there's a, there's a couple sources of that. I mean, there, there's there's an addiction to noise because we're we're consumers. Like we're, we're consuming music or TV or stuff. Like we always want we want to remain entertained at all times. We don't ever want to be bored. That's one level of this, and again, that may be you, that, that I, I certainly have a bit of that in me. But there's a deeper root, there's a deeper vice I think we all struggle with, at least at times, and that is that the noise is our safeguard. It's the way that we actually avoid ever having to face the silence or the music, um, because uh, to do so is dangerous. The silence is awkward, right? Silence is... Um, why, why, what do you think, Teresa? Why do, why do we, why are we so uncomfortable with silence? In the well, because world? I think that when we have silence mm-hmm. or, um, I guess we're going with silence here, Go. but when we have silent, when we have the absence of noise, yeah. okay, we recognize, I think it's within us. We recognize that we're called to something more. Yeah. We're called to strive for something. And when we have the noise, it's easy. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the framework. We've been watching S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and it's like the, the framework. It's like a Netflix, matrix. Think, think the matrix. That's what it is. Our Netflix is. or our um, Amazon Prime or whatever. It's like this framework that kind of keeps us. Mm-hmm. We do this. We, we like go and instead of having a date, like having a puzzle date or listening to an audiobook or talking or being out in my garden or whatever, mm-hmm. we watch Netflix or mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Because we can sit and eat chicken wings and sit next to each other and do no talking and just let the TV take our brain. And I like it. I do. I love TV. I love TV so much. Okay. So this is, I'm I'm not saying we're throwing our TV away, but what I'm saying is like, (laughs) I know what I'm saying is that, um, we know we could be doing something better. Mm -hmm. We know we could be talking to each other or we know we could be fighting with each other. Mm. You know, we know way. that there's something that an upcoming episode. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We like to, we love our fights. I'm going to talk about fighting. No. <laughs> Fight about no, talking. We value our fights. Okay. Um, but it's like, we just, we allow the noise yeah. to keep us from like, we really should, we haven't talked for a while. We mm-hmm. haven't had our family meeting for a while, but we could just order chicken wings and right. watch Netflix. Yeah, you touched on, and we, we talked about this in an earlier episode. You can go check that out. We'll try to link it in the show notes here, but this vice of sloth or acedia, it goes by different names, um, is one that really besets our modern culture in a very particularly poignant way. And it is this sadness of soul, is one way to put it, the sloth is a sadness of soul in light of of spiritual things or another way to put it is that it's it's sort of a despairing at the good that we're called to it's sort of looking up out there at god's called us to greatness in our life to do good to be somebody and oh that's just so much work you know and the noise allows us to keep that reality at bay because reality whenever you face reality you're judged by reality Mm -hmm. you know reality brings you back to the reality of your responsibilities Mm -hmm. and your identity and your calling and boy it's just easier just to keep that out of sight i I think that sometimes there is a place for that you know like i'm I'm thinking about like my postpartum periods Mm -hmm. where there's a lot to think about about the labor and birth that you've just had mm-hmm. and the new life that you have responsibility for and your body is like healing. Uh-huh. And so you do kind of you do kind of use noise. Hmm. You use happy things, joyful things, favorite movies, favorite in like favorite foods to just 
allow yourself to heal. And so yeah. I mean, sometimes I think that there's a, there is a place for happy, well, so happy things. Yeah. So there's, I know? think there's a subtle line here and this gets us into another part of this conversation, which is that, so what's the connection here? It's not simply um, noise versus silence mm-hmm. because screw tape also identifies music and life music and life and life is noisy and life is noisy and messy like, sometimes when i when we think of our house okay yeah. so yeah. we've got a smallish house for five children <laughs> oh, <laughs> we yeah. do oh, yeah. um but we have a giant yard and a huge garden and i kind of joke with people sometimes like our way of dealing with problems is just to throw more life at it <laughs> like yeah. we'll have another baby we'll get a dog do we'll it. We'll expand our garden, double our garden. Yeah, let's you know, get like more babies and dogs. Life is kind of like how, like we do, we just throw life at, at our problems, you know. Yeah. Um, but so oh, I was thinking about what connects life mm-hmm. and music and silence is that all of those things yeah. demand awe. Yes. They demand an awe risk. Even you though my it. kids are running around muddy, stomping, screaming at each other. Their very presence, their very presence, their their angry little spat. I'm thinking of like an angry little spat between mm-hmm. two little girls who look like the wicked stepsisters. Okay. But still, like I'm in awe of their personalities. I'm in awe of my responsibility to form their personalities, which I frequently fail at. I fail at more than I succeed. But the fact that they exist and their complexity and their created in the image of God, it demands awe. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, maybe I can enjoy a movie, a well-done, well-directed, well-whatevered movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't inspire the same kind of awe. I mean, art art does. Okay, music yeah. is art. Um, but like, noise doesn't. Yeah. You know, you turn on an early morning um, drive time radio show Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of loud crass voices saying loud crass things Mm -hmm. that doesn't inspire awe in me it might make me laugh it might put me in a light-hearted kind of jerkish me against the world kind of mood Mm -hmm. but it doesn't inspire awe well it's let me let's talk about those three different situations here so we got we have life that's just things life happening to you and there's that great great quote from lewis that we've quoted elsewhere here where you know sometimes we make this fantasy idea of our ideal life our real life and then we're always frustrated with the the interruptions the things that are interrupting our real life and lewis is like that's your real life that's the life that god is sending to you and that's an important piece here that's an important linking piece between life and music uh, in silence here is that those interruptions that's the life god is sending to you and whether you stand in awe of the life that god is sending to you and you respond to it you're receptive to it or you're just you're treating it as noise uh, and you're turning to noise trying to get away from me. it yeah. so that's you know yeah. life uh, it happens to you uh, and God either wills it to happen or allows it in his permissive will to happen. But life happens to you. And whether you're standing in awe and receptivity and in trust, you know, faith, hope, and love in God is, is the question. So too with music, or I think all art here. One of my favorite definitions of art, and I don't know where this comes from. This might be my definition, and therefore it may be partially wrong. But there's some insight in it, hopefully. And that art reveals. That's to me what art does and all things that are bad art or, or, or failed art or or bad imitations of art like propaganda or marketing are things that conceal you know pornography conceals 
It conceals the human person. It hides the most important aspect of that human person. Whereas true art, even even beautiful art, even art that shows the human form, you know, even you know, big naked statues in you know in, in Rome, they they reveal, they show some beautiful thing. And so all art, all good music, good art have this quality of revealing some of God's reality to you. And so so too, like life, you can stand in awe, you can stand in a in a in a a stance of receptivity mm-hmm. to the art, to the music. You can be open to what it's it's saying to you, what it's revealing to you about reality. And so it, mm-hmm. again, there's this receptivity that can go along yeah. with those. It, it allows for contemplation. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've been, even though I joke that like my last 10 years of life have been in a perpetual like fight or flight state where I have very little creative brain and just reactive brain. The, the opportunities for contemplation within crazy, hectic family mm-hmm. life yeah. have been so abundant, just yeah. so abundant. Um, and they're not something I could have made for myself in just silence, you know, right. or having what I think is the perfect spiritual life. Yeah. You know? Well, I want to talk about silence now a little bit. You know, so we have, we've talked about life, we've talked about, oh, well, let's, before we get to that, I want to remind you again of our sponsor, Select Tours. Let's go back to them for just a moment. You, yeah, you, you know you've always wanted to go to Paris. Well, now's your chance. If you go with Select International Tours, the sponsor of today's Awakened Catholic Show episode, you can join Claire Swinarski from the Catholic Feminist Podcast, as well as author and speaker Catherine Whitaker and our amazing hosts Morgan Holliger and Megan Burwell from Awaken's show Naked Without Shame on a once-in-a-lifetime Seine River Cruise pilgrimage in France. Visit and venerate the Sister Saints of France in Lisieux, Paris, Lourdes, and more. Sacre bleu! Learn more by visiting selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken. So silence. Thank you, Select. Silence, our, our, our third thing that we're reflecting on here, like what's the connection between music and between the life that God's sending to you? To, sending to you? I think of the three, silence is, is perhaps most important. It's the most lacking in our world today. Um, it's. I think it's where we we go, it's a necessary place. We have to go at least in some places in our life to learn how to be able to stand in awe and receptivity in art and, and, and how to, to turn back to the noise of, of the good noise of life, um, in a, in a stance of receptivity to God's grace. Um, now, as we talked about earlier, you know, uh, silence, like we have such a complicated relationship with it in the modern world because silence uh, it's a scary thing, like when there's an awkward silence in, in conversations. I mean, it's awkward because what do you even do? You know, and we, we try to flee the silence. You know, elsewhere here on Awaken Catholic, I did an, uh, an episode with Mike Tenney on the Pop Culture Catholicism podcast talking about one of our favorite bands, 21 Pilots. Uh, check out that episode. But one of the songs that we we talked about on their their album, Blurry Face, the, the line goes... Um, the song is called Car Radio. He says, uh, I have these thoughts so often I ought to replace that slot with what I once bought because someone stole my car radio and now I just sit in silence. And the whole song is about now that the car radio is gone and he's sort of enforced silence. Suddenly he's having to confront all these thoughts, all the worries, all the fears. Um, and that's that's difficult. It's scary. But we can easily go through our whole life, especially in the modern world, and never have to go into the silence. I mean, yeah. we, we could do that, right? I mean, gosh. Yeah. My spiritual director, last time we met, um, 
was like, I, I was telling him how I like arbitrary things placed on me because it kind of takes my brain away from <laughs> overthinking how much, like, is this the right thing? Is this what I should be praying? Should I say the Hail Mary? No, I should do this. And he's like, would you like me just to tell you what to do? <laughs> like, yes, yeah. please. Um, so he gave me, we, we decided on, we talked it through and we decided on the Divine Mercy Chaplet every morning. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, and then he added on and I was not prepared for this. He was like, and I want you to sit in silence for 15 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> like oh, oh my God. Oh and so I was like, minutes. can I please start with five minutes and work up? And he's like, sure. <laughs> so guess how many minutes I'm at. Oh, oh, oh. Put it in the comments. Guess, guess. Yeah. Six. Oh. Hey, <laughs> that's growth. That's forward progress. It's been over a month. <laughs> it's baby steps. It step. is so baby step. hard. Yeah. At the beginning of the day, especially for me to sit in silence because my day is just like playing out in my head, like all the things I have to do and think about. And it is a penance, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's it it is so difficult. And again, we talked about earlier that uh, one of the the deep down rooted vices we all struggle with is this this sloth, this sadness uh, whenever we get a glimpse of the the, the true heights that God's calling to us. I mean, it's, it's intimidating. But it's it's interesting. Whenever we experience that, we should we should remind ourselves that what's being revealed is that um, we're, we're intimidated by what God's called us to, but we actually also um, we're loving and trusting ourselves too much mm-hmm. because humility, which is the antidote here. I mean, we've talked again. Our check out our episode on pride, sloth, and, and humility. That humility is the answer to pride and sloth. These intertwined vices because. Humility recognizes the truth of who I am and who God is. You know, I was created by God. I'm a sinner, but I'm chosen and cherished and God has a plan for me and whatever he sets me to, he'll give me the grace to follow through with. And so, you know, it, we're, we're, we're always, the silence brings us back to this existential choice of whether or not I, I accept the gifts of faith, hope, and love from the Lord and whether I, I, I cooperate with them, whether I say, I don't know how you're going to make me into who you're calling to me, God, but I, I will face reality. And we've talked a lot about prudence. You know, prudence is this primary uh, of the cardinal virtues that is a, a conversion, a turning back to reality. And again, as we said, it's it's scary because reality judges you. Reality uh, faces you up to uh, things you may not want to see. Uh, but it also is always an opportunity because it's real, mm-hmm. you know, and, and God is real and he really wants to give you grace. And so... Um, we, we, there is a necessary, it's necessary for us to have and pursue some silence. Um, it's kind of, silence is a little bit like the Sabbath where on the Sabbath, we learn to be in the presence of God and God commands us to make the Sabbath holy so we can be in his presence. But of course the Sabbath is supposed to spill out into the rest of the week. Well, I think that, that there's an analogy there between, uh, between that and like other aspects of our life, our, our, prayer life, for instance, like we, not all of our prayer can or needs to be, you know, deep, quiet, off on a retreat on a mountaintop prayer, but we do need that occasionally. We do need Eucharistic adoration Mm -hmm. so that we can, we can go into that silence and then bring that silence of soul back with us into the rest of our life. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that episode we did on sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, I just recently also read, um, a Mark Barnes article on sleep and his argument was like, sleep because you're not God. Hmm. Like it's, it's when you go to sleep, yeah, it's hard. It It is hard to go to sleep. Yeah. 
especially when you're relying on yourself. You're like, I, I can get more done. I can do yeah. more. I can, you're like pushing the night farther and farther and farther. Right. And it's, you know, the point of this article is like you sleep yeah, because you're not God. And that's uh, that bit from the Psalms, you know, uh, in vain is your earlier rising. You're going later to rest mm-hmm. when God bestows sleep on his beloved. I can't remember mm-hmm. the, the, how that ends there, but the point is, yeah, but silence is similar. Yeah. Yeah. It it recognizes that like this is a worthwhile thing, not just mm-hmm. because like biologically and, you know, my brain needs silence or my brain needs to get out of this particular, but just that like, okay, there's, there's a lot of kingdom to build. Yeah. There's a lot of it and there's so much to do and I could do more, but I, I recognize my priority and that I'm not God yeah. and that he calls me to this. He calls me to give this gift of five minutes of silence. <laughs> my in the silence. Morning. My lack of talk. <laughs> my lack of activity. Yeah, yeah, I can't tell you how many days in the morning I'm like, I'm going to be obedient to my spiritual director. Yeah. I'm doing this out of obedience to my spiritual director because mm-hmm. I hate I hate it. I mean, right. we kind of talked about this in the temperaments episode with Connie Rossini that like the, it's hard for the sanguine yeah. to self reflect, like to even just sit there in silence. And I'm just like, yeah. Yes, it is. It's the last thing I want to do. Here's a couple quotes to encourage you and any others who are struggling with silence. Uh, Soren Kierkegaard, uh, the Mm -hmm. philosopher, wrote, The present state of the world and the whole of life is diseased. If I were a doctor and were asked for my advice, I should reply, create silence. It's a nice quote. Another quote, though, perhaps more to the point of what you were talking about, Mother Mother Teresa wrote, I, I think this was in A Simple Path, The fruit of silence is prayer. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of fruit of faith is love. The fruit of love is service, and the fruit of service is peace. And there's there's lots of great anecdotes from Mother Teresa about how you want to have the active life. You want to do good. You want to serve. You want to take care of the poor. You, you want to have social justice. You have to start <laughs> in silence and prayer because you can't give what you don't have, and you only receive it in going before the Lord and laying it down, laying your life down, laying your words down, your actions down, and receiving from God first. There has to be a place for that in your life as a Christian. There has to be a place for that in your life, mm-hmm. and so that uh, yeah. The the first section of this book too, um, the power of silence against the dictatorship of noise. Yeah. Um, by uh, Cardinal Seurat is a fin- just a phenomenal book, especially um, like particularly on this topic, the first third of the book, um, Silence Versus the World's Noise, exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Yeah. But this is the kind of book that I can only read in like maybe three paragraphs at a yeah, time before sips. it's a heady draft. It blow- yes. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not overwhelming. It's not super smart. It's like, it's very digestible. Like anybody can read yeah. it. There's not, you know, you, anybody can pick this up and read it, but every paragraph, every sentence is really difficult for somebody who lives in the American Western world to digest and to think about and to think about the implications. So I feel like this book, I'm, it's just a continuous read for me. Like I, I pick it up frequently, um, because I do go back out into the noise. Um, and the noise is really captivating because it, it dulls, it just dulls your, yeah. You know, it, it puts you in the state of sloth. Right. Um, and it's hard to get out of that. So this book, it's it's just phenomenal. Like you will not regret purchasing this yeah, book um, and reading it for the rest of your life. <laughs> but I, I wanna I wanna follow up with that. We talked a little bit about it at the beginning here, you know, but uh, about life. You know, that that house that's filled with life and that all that isn't silence is music. 
maybe I got it wrong there. Anyway, the point is, talked well, about, music we've talked silent. about the, the music <laughs> and the silence, uh, the connections there, you know, in, in, in all of those life and music and silence, um, properly, uh, we, we, if we recognize them properly, if we, if we see them rightly, if we have the right, uh, stance of receptivity to them, we see that, you know, in, in, in life, um, the life that God is giving to us, that he's speaking to us, that in, in great art, there's a, a revelation. It's revealing some aspect of the of, of life of reality to us. And so there's a receptivity to that. And of course, that receptivity is most important in prayer. We have our active prayer life, you know, the things we say, you know, the gratitude, the petitions, the praise, but that has to, to terminate, that has to lead us to uh, and make place for just that receptivity to God in silence. But I want to double back to the, to the life there, because that, that's a little bit of a, a question here when you read a book about silence or you hear this this quote. Well, certainly there's the noise of the world. There's the diabolical noise that Screwtape's talking about he wants to fill the universe with. And, and that's the noise that we create or that we create perhaps subconsciously, unknowingly in collaboration with, with the devils around us. But it's the noise that we try to fill the universe with. But that's different than again. I think that just the the noise, the perhaps the the musical noise of life as God gives you to you. When you walk through the forest, a forest isn't silent in some sense. It's loud. I mean, there's there's streams trickling, there's leaves falling, there's squirrels, there's birds. Stuff's happening. But that's that noise is different than the noise that Screw Tape is talking about, right? Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking yeah, too yeah. hard about it. Okay, about well, I mean, <laughs> sorry. I knew when I was reading to you earlier that one of the potential objections, of course, is that well, wait a minute, our our house is filled with noise, mm-hmm. you know. So what how, what do we make of that noise? And certainly, some of that noise is what Screw Tape is talking about. Mm-hmm. Some of that noise is well unnecessary TV that we're using to kind of dull or vegetate after a long day. Some of that noise is yelling, unnecessary yelling that we're, man, we're constantly repeating, you know, repenting of gosh. Um, but much of that noise. It's hard when you're Eastern European peasant. Well, we I mean, like to yell. But some, much of that noise, of course, is simply the life God sends to us. It's, it's the natural way of things. I mean, the dog is barking. The kids, Boy, the little girls are, you know, telling the stories uh, and play acting something on the on the dinner table and the t- plates are clattering, you know, for the fifth time. You know, there's the noise of the, of the baby, you know, making uh, playing and you know pulling things over and it's making noise. And there's the, the noise of the of the, the older children, you know, practicing their instruments or singing loudly on their way up and down the steps. That is a different kind of noise. You know, um, I think we still need places of silence in our life, but that noise, if again, if properly, um, if properly seen, if properly, um, approached, maybe received, maybe received is the best word here, because again, that's the life God's saying to you. That's coming from the nature of those things, those children, Mm -hmm. those activities. And so to receive that well, to hear the music in it, perhaps is one way we might put it. Yeah. I think the the nature of it, when you were talking about aren't forests loud and I was kind of staring off into space. It's because I was thinking, which yeah. is, which is hard for an extrovert to do in their own head. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's the forest noise is integrated. Hmm. Okay. That's why, like when you hear a chainsaw in the distance, when you're in a forest, <laughs> it's, it's not part of the integration. Yeah. Right. And children are noisy. Yeah. You know, babies are noisy. Dogs mm-hmm. are noisy. Yeah. You know, um, 
cooking is noisy at times. Like <laughs> laughter around a dinner but table. It's, it's yeah. like a whole and integrated normal sensory experience <laughs> um, as opposed to like laying an extra layer of man-made noise. Mm-hmm. You know, even something like even putting on a white noise that is like a forest glen and you're hearing all these, it's totally different in in the way that your body is like fielding the noise than when you're out and feeling the wind blow and hearing the wind blow. And yeah, like, what a weird phenomenon, white yeah. noise. Ugh, I don't know. I have to think more about that one. Yeah, we put white noise on when we're going to bed. Um, well, I also value sleep. Well, so. there is that. Yeah, sleep is nice. <laughs> we, there's a train track nearby. Another aspect of this I was thinking about, Teresa, was just about, um, you know, we often talk about conversation here, mm-hmm. aspects of conversation, you know, authentic conversation, conversation when it's difficult with difficult people, you know, conversation when you have difference of opinions. You know, what does really fruitful conversation look like and, and how valuable it is? Well, where does it fit into all this? I mean, certainly we know there are lots of conversations in our culture that, boy, they they fit the bill for diabolical noise, right? Mm-hmm. Conversations where, where there's no listening, conversations where there's only the attempt to, to win and coerce and end conversation. Um, and, yeah, so there's, there's lots of conversations that, that are noise, but not all conversation is that, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, there's, there's also, so you're thinking you're a man and you're thinking of this from a man's point of view. When I hear about this and I think about it from a woman's point of view, yeah. I do, I think about complaining mm. like when, mm. like, and there is a place for, what is that called? Like, it's not just venting. It's like commi- not commiserating. Mm-hmm. What is it where you're, you have to enter into that other person's suffering? You know, friends enter into suffering. So yeah. there is a place yeah. for venting. There's a place for honestly complaining with your your good, trusted girlfriends. Um, but it's always like towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and maybe that's like, what separates the a, fr- a fruitful sharing of your woes from complaining and that you, you're really sharing yeah. and you're, you're open to... There's a... I think this is one thing that, that gets into what makes real conversation that... Um, there is both sharing, that's the music perhaps, mm-hmm. as well as the, the listening, the silence. Mm-hmm. And that even even in the mo- times when you need to vent, you, mm-hmm. you have lots on your heart, you share with a spouse or a trusted friend, there's both the sharing, but then also the turning to that person and being receptive. Like you want them to enter in, you want to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just a making noise, mm-hmm. it's a it's an entering into a conversation. Yeah, I think that's true of all all real conversation, authentic conversation, has those elements. I'm sorry, do you have more no. to say there? No, I'm just. It's hard to Ladies think and sometimes. Gentlemen, I'm not listening enough, so no, it's just hard for, to think sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we we certainly value conversation. Yeah, uh, well, I was actually trying to think of a conversation I disliked recently or that I, <laughs> that fit that, and I was just thinking like we have we have great people in our lives and we mm-hmm. have great conversations. Um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're very blessed. In, in this example, blessed. you know, again, of the connections between silence and music and all this, you know, when you, when you, again, approach great art, you approach silence, what you're doing is you're opening yourself up to the person that is there. You know, when you're experiencing great art, you're opening yourself to the, the, the artist, their soul, their, but also the, the mind, the heart that inspired them, you know, God, the muse. Well, yeah, because you know? so, so art. Life mm-hmm. and silence all have a muse. They all have a 
they all have a person that you're connecting yeah. with, you know, in silence, the person, the, the hidden silent person there is God mm-hmm. in conversation. There's a, another human person there. And of course, God inspiring the Holy spirit in them, you know, they're a temple of the Holy spirit too. And so, you know, great conversation necessar- necessarily has that element where you're, 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 you may be contributing to that conversation, but you're also listening. You're, you're, you're really attending to that person there, that, that other as other in the conversation with you. Yeah. Sometimes I worry about not doing well on recording days when mm. we come to this podcast, because I'm afraid that you're going to start talking and then I'll zone out and I'll stop <laughs> listening and I won't be able to like to enter into the conversation. Yes. Well, I, I make, I make quite a lot of noise. Um, we, no, that wasn't against you. That's like my ability to care. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> there is much more to say about this, but I, uh, let's just turn um, practically for a moment. Okay. So we've got this, we've got these distinctions in mind. We know that the devil hates music and silence in life. And we've distilled some of the, the connecting threads and all those things. Mm-hmm. You know, he hates silence because in silence we have to face reality. We have to, we, we come to be open to God you know, that person, that other in music. So too, good, good music, good art always reveals something. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's opening us up to reality. The devil doesn't want us that he wants to keep us in our fantasy, you know, in our unreality. And, and so too, in, in the noise of life, um, not the noise we necessarily make to try to drown things out or to try to distract us from reality, but the noise of, of things just operating as God made them Mm -hmm. children and dogs and farm animals and, woodland creatures you know <laughs> or the, the 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 sound the the music the harmony perhaps in good conversation where there's both give and take there's both uh sharing but also receptivity to the other the devil hates that as well and so so if you so if you want to practice more silence and more being attentive to um life and music and God in silence. Um, I'd really suggest checking out catholicpsych.com mm. or Dr. Greg Bataro. This is Dr. Greg Bataro's um, psychology institute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and his book, The Mindful Catholic, is that what it's called? Mindful Catholic. Yeah. yeah. The Mindful Catholic. Um, he has exercises, free exercises online mm-hmm. um, about how to practice silence, uh, sitting in silence. Um, stuff like that. If you're dealing with anxiety or stress or the inability to like Mm. calm down or ADHD or whatever. Um, I think that I, his, his practices are incredible. He's been on Andrew Reinhardt's show, physically spiritual. Andrew talks Um, a lot about this stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, they have paid programs, but they also have free programs on Mm. catholicpsych.com, free exercises and things um, just to kind of get you accustomed to, especially if you're like me and you're like an extrovert and you're always kind of moving around doing stuff um, like someone to kind of guide you through sitting quietly. The Hallow app um, that we mentioned. app slash awaken. Yeah. yeah, That we mentioned every episode. um, They have guided silent meditations. Mm -hmm. Um, Excuse me. Uh, so that, that's very helpful. And then I, you know, your, your intellect and your choices play into this. So yeah. I think that this book, the, the power of silence by Cardinal Sarah spelled like Sarah, mm-hmm. we'll link it below. Um, it's, it's a great way to fill in your intellect yeah. and help you make good decisions, um, about 
you know, the noise and yeah. where it comes yeah. from and how much we're giving into it. Yeah. My recommendation would be to make, you know, with, with this stuff in mind, maybe go back and read that bit from screw tape letters, but make an accounting of your life. You know, what, with all those distinctions in mind, you know, between noise on the one hand, diabolical noise, um, and then uh, music and silence and the, 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 the sounds, not the noise, the sounds of life, the sound of good conversation on the other think about those two categories in your life and make an accounting of those. What, what's all the unnecessary noise that I'll not maybe just, not just allow or tolerate in my life, but especially the noise that I invite in as a way to, to be able to flee from reality, to hold reality at bay so I can stay in my sloth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I realized the other day that like, so I stay home all day with the kids and I had been using YouTube and podcasts mm. Good things. Good, good content. things. Yeah. I'm, I'm not complaining about the content of these podcasts. I think that they were well worth my while, but I had been using them as kind of a, a placeholder, um, for other intellectual exercise conversations with adults uh-huh. about important topics. Yeah. Um, and it's not that those things are bad. I'm, I'm very happy with my podcast choices. <laughs> um, but, uh, they didn't fill me up and give me energy in the same way that say, you know, getting together with another intellectual mind that I absolutely love and hashing out or like when we have discussions or even fights, Mm -hmm. you know, where we're just, we're plumbing and we're thinking and we're seeking it. It was, it, it is not an, it's not a good placeholder. Right. It serves its purpose where it needs to, you know, like when I'm folding laundry or whatever, and I'm listening to a podcast. Use it intentionally. Yeah, but yeah. it can't take the place of me. No, that's actually getting out and having a conversation with someone. Well, that's good. Yeah. So in the, in that accounting, let's you know, we, let's together, all three of us, let's think about what's the noise that I allow or tolerate in my life. The diabolical noise, on the one hand. What are the sources of silence? Uh, what are the sources of, of beauty, truth, and goodness? Again, the good music, good art, good content that I can that I am applying myself to, especially sacred scripture mm-hmm. is one of the, the main things we go to, to expose ourselves to truth, beauty, and goodness and, and God. What are the good conversations and what is the, what are the sounds of life that I could attend to more? But then also you, a great point there, Teresa, in the sense of what are maybe some ways in which I, there are good things, maybe good music, good content that I actually am turning into noise by using them inappropriately or at the wrong times. You know, when am I clinging to a great podcast for the nth time instead of making silence, (laughs) making time for silence with God? When am I putting, yeah, putting on, on YouTube, good content, maybe a great piece of content, but I should be attending more to the sound, you know, the questions, the, the, yeah, some of the good, holy, wholesome noise of the life that God is sending to us. Boy. Oh man. Well, I'm thoroughly challenged. Hopefully you got something out of this. I need to go home and rethink my life. Some of it, you know, thank you again for joining us for this episode of Elevate Ordinary. Um, Again, as we said at the beginning, be sure to go to awakencatholic.org slash donate. We really appreciate that. Download the app at the uh, awakenapp.io. Join our community there. Get special content. uh, Follow the shows and everything. Connect with us there. And of course, download the Hallow app at hallow.app slash awaken. Hey, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate.
Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app/awaken.